Welcome, it everybody. Works, it only works for five minutes a day, but those are good five minutes. Solid, solid five minutes there. Yeah. To subtle interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. The host. The host. The host. Well, you know, usually the person who comes first is more important. That's mm. how that works. We could do it if you, we could say that if you like. Make you feel better. Erica, thanks for being here. No problem. Special guest. I find usually it's the and that's credit right. that's the most that's important. That's true. Yeah, you can make that point. At least in the movies. So you get Bob, Alex, and special guest Erica. That's true. That's the most important person. I'm the salt that brings all the flavors together. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Food the Podcast. <laughs> So what's on your mind, Alex? Oh, so much. So much. What'd you guys think of Blizzard firing 800 people? It's just shitty. It's shitty. Especially when they're, like, crowing about, like, record profits and this and that. And then it's like, oh, no, but we got to lay off all these people. Well, what what I think is interesting about the people they laid off is they were redundant positions. Um, positions that were mostly covered at Activision um, that Blizzard, you know, had uh, marketing and stuff like that. Um, my understanding is fairly, mostly game dev was spared. Um, but, I mean, it's still shitty. Either way. When you're crowing about massive profits and then, you know... Well, you always have to make more money, Erica. Well, and that's it's how you not make enough. More money. It's you not enough to make. Then. It's not enough to make like billions when you could well, make tens of billions. Here's something though, and and not defending Activision. Activision's a horrible company, but if you've got two people doing the same job and you only need one of them to do that job, well, yes. Why are you going to pay two people to do that job? Fine, I think, but. I think the concern would be you know. that it's Activision. Yeah. Because I, let me think, like, I don't know what a good example would be. Let's say Sony tomorrow decided to buy up Blizzard. Let's say it was just Blizzard, the standalone company, and they were still doing all the same stuff. And then Sony bought them and said, okay, we're going to lay off all the positions we don't need because we're absorbing you. So we don't need two PR staffs. And we don't need... I don't know, you know, whatever else, two of everything else that are non-game dev positions. Mm-hmm. I think people will be like, okay, it's Sony. They have a track record of doing a good job managing their internal studios, so this wouldn't be considered a bad thing. But it's Activision, and they fuck up everything. <laughs> so it's a legitimate concern that Activision seems to be becoming more and more and more involved with Blizzard's day-to-day operations. Right. That's the yeah. That's the big issue. Well, that's what happens when you get bought up by these big companies, though. You get assimilated in, and then anything that made you special is destroyed, and then you're closed five to six years later. Mm-hmm. Well, there's something that's got to be done about. Uh, mergers and acquisitions in this country, in the world, really. Uh, it's just out of control. We're going to get to, well, you're already at a point where with certain things, there really are only, what, look at the airlines. There's only, what, 
four major airlines, and they all have price agreements between them. So, at least here in the states, mm-hmm. so you're just kind of fucked. And if one does something like, say, start charging for extra baggage fees or doing a uh, basic economy fare, and they can get away with it, all the other ones do it too. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and a lot of companies that are supposed to be competing against each other are like that, you know, with the cell phone industry for a really long time, especially when it comes to AT&T and Verizon. It's basically been they structure the plans in different ways, but you always somehow end up at the same price no matter who you go with. Mm -hmm. Now, for a while there, T-Mobile was aggressively driving pricing down. But now I feel like they're at the point where they're happy with how much money they're making, how well they're doing. They're not driving the price down anymore. So everyone's kind of playing that game where, you know. They have their piece of the market and they don't care. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, if you have two lines, each line is X amount of money, but there's an activation fee. And so you always somehow both end up paying $90 a month no matter what. No, it's ridiculous. Because there are no real deals out there. There's nothing that's like, it, it's just, it's all set up to fuck the consumer. Yeah. It's it's interesting, though, how, how companies can be, like, what would need to happen for companies to be more competitive in a market? And Your subscriber base has to tank. Basically... I mean, is now if you, when you start talking about executive pay and uh, shareholder returns, absolutely, the market. So f- these companies are horrible. Look at Apple and Amazon and Microsoft. Just the amount of money they have is just mind-boggling. Well, there's no reasons for executives to be making as much as they're making. No. No, um, especially especially compared to what the what the what their lowest what the paid workers are, are making. making. Right, you know, um, uh, it's it's stupid. You also need rules and regs in place to you know curb the the worst impulses of capitalism. But we can't do that. Well, Unchecked market. Baby. The problem is Andrew Ryan. This shit. The problem is who's writing the rules and regulations, and somewhere there's always no going one to right be, now. Well, if you were though, and someone is always going to be at the top, who's going to be looking to take a bigger piece of the pie for themselves? I mean, I meant on a uh, governmental kind of basis, not from the companies. Cause the companies are going to try. Well, I'm talking about from the government. Take everything that they can, but. But even on a government level, there's always going to be... Oh, you have special you interests and lobbyists you don't, and all that, you right? You don't rise to these top positions without, I would say... Uh, Being in the back pocket of somebody. I would say personality flaws would probably be the nicest way of you have putting to be it. A so, you have to be a sociopath to, to get into politics in I, some way. I still, I still maintain nothing's going to change, though, until things get a lot worse. Because despite despite how shitty it can be for certain marginalized groups, the vast majority of Americans enjoy very comfortable lives, even though they're being screwed over royally. But they seem to be okay with being screwed over royally. But it's because their life is still pretty fucking good. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. 
if 2008 didn't bring about you know people eating each other in the streets the the market crash mm-hmm. then nothing well nothing well unless it gets really 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 bad mm-hmm. well and that's the point that's my point it's gotta get crazy bad um and you know how i i, I think the people uh because if you think about it, let's say AT and T suddenly realized that they couldn't sell cell phones to the bottom fifty percent of the market anymore, uh, because the bottom fifty percent of the market couldn't afford it. That would be a no shit moment. That and they would have to adjust. Um, they probably couldn't do it fast enough, but it's 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 frustrating to sit here and know that the system is rigged and that uh, you, there's really nothing you can do about it other than just try and do the best you can for yourself. Just lie back and try and enjoy yourself, Brian. Do you have any thoughts on Trump declaring a national emergency at the border? Uh, it's bullshit. Yes. Uh, I don't think you should uh, declare a national emergency because you can't fulfill a campaign promise um i think it's going to get tied up in court for a very 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 long time that's what i figure yeah so i don't think we have to be too concerned about it but it's still just well it's insanity i'm I'm really curious about the legal challenges what i'm more curious about though is how long it takes for that money that's being diverted to affect uh DOD contractors. Well, there's there's your problem then, right? Right. And the the DOD supports so many jobs throughout the country that are not military. All those military vendors that make everything from weapons to toilet seats that go in on aircraft carriers. There's tons it's a huge industry in this country, and I, I think people don't think about it that much. They just they just assume that um, you know, the military budget's going towards actually deploying people overseas, and that's not what the vast majority of the budget is. Yep. War is stupid expensive, but it's maintaining a standing military. that That's crazy uh, expensive, too. So... Uh, once those once those people get hit and you know it's interesting those vendors they're not just in red states they're all over the place um once they start getting hit and the dod has to start making you know decisions about what gets funded and what doesn't see bob what you're saying is that it's like one decision over here affects a whole bunch of decisions down the line um yes yeah that's uh, I know it's hard to believe. It is hard to believe. It's hard to understand. That's a tough concept. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you really have to be kind of a smart guy to, to see that. Maybe a sharper guy? Sharper. Yeah. 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 He's not a sharper guy. <laughs> he's he's as dull as the backside of a knife. He, he's a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a dummy. But at the same time, he's... He's he's not smart, but he knows what is going to appeal to his base. 
And see, though, at this point, fine, appeal to the base, but there were still a lot of people who I, I don't know that I would throw in with his base because there's 30% of the population that votes that are just fucking crazy mm-hmm. and are going to go with him no matter what. Yeah. But you have those, I will also call them idiots in the middle who voted for him for whatever reason, who you would think would be stopping at this point after everything that we've seen over the last two, is it two years? Unfortunately. Just all gets all muddled up, Bob. We are on the back half of the term. Well, we'll see what the Democrats do. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of <laughs> faith uh, uh, inspiring over there, so no. We'll we'll see what happens. And speaking of companies, go, no, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, you got something? No, I was just gonna say. I thought it was kind of funny that. Uh, Cory Booker, who was kind of the consummate bachelor, uh, was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've got a girlfriend. It's cool. Don't worry about it. I'm running for president. I got a girlfriend. Who on the Democratic side is can win? I'm going to run. I got it. Don't worry Good. about it. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. The I have no experience with anything. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I got it. You got more experience than Trump. I'm convinced Hillary's running again. If that bitch runs again. And I say this not like whatever, but read the room, read the fucking room. No, no. I'm telling you, she's gonna run again, and it's gonna be another situation where they try to pull some bullshit, and they probably end up splitting their voters. Well, that's the concern with this uh, the dumb Starbucks guy. That's like, I'm gonna run it as an independent. It's like, hey, dumb fuck. How about no? How about let's not? All right. Sit the fuck down. It'll be another Ross Perot. Well, now all go the, ahead. Now all the throw your vote away. <laughs> well, now all the billionaires think they can win since Trump won, you're and they're like, oh, probably hey, this dumb. This dumb fuck can do it. I'm smarter than him. That's the problem. You yeah. got to be dumber. You got to go the other way. Just ratchet it down. Yeah. <sighs> well, and then you get. Someone like Elizabeth Warren, who should be at the top of the pile, and then finally comes out and admits she's been lying about her heritage all these years. Um, I mean, in the grand scheme, I really don't care about that. No, but a lot of people do. I know a lot of people do, but I don't give a shit. I don't think it's the. I don't think you care about that, but the fact that you've been dishonest. Right. Exactly. Yes, which is which is fair. However. What annoys me is you have him who can say whatever the fuck he wants right. and do whatever the fuck he wants, and no one seems to give any kind of a fuck. Well, no, he's held to like a different standard, which is no standard at all. Right. He could say whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. He's living in crazy fucking ass land. It's not... His rules don't apply to anyone else. Right, that's everyone what's else, Everyone else is operating in reality. Right. He's operating in some other place where he can do whatever he wants and somehow nothing matters. He's in the phantom zone. And... Yeah, and even, I, I, it's like, again, I don't even want Mueller to come along and be like, oh, here's the smoking gun. We fucking got him. No, let him serve out his turn, term, get him after his term is over, because I don't want fucking the vice president to become the president. No, he's even worse. He's way worse. Um, 
No, what I would prefer uh, Mueller to do is just turn to the uh, New York District Att- or, uh, uh, Attorney General and be like, here you are. Yeah. Here you go. Have fun. And the day his presidency's over, just waltz him out in handcuffs. Right, as he's walking to Marine One, just, oh, fancy seeing you here. Please come with us. <laughs> That'd be great. Remember all that shit you did in New York State? Oh, those chickens are here to roost, baby. Have you been reading about the stuff with that actor who was on Empire who got attacked? Hey, you mentioned that last night. Yep. And it's if that's the case, that it was that's all crazy. staged, it's, if it's r- true. really fucking disappointing. I was kind of whatever on it. Like, I had read something on, like, ABC7's website. They did some reporting, like, maybe, like, four days ago. Once I saw it on CNN, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Like, they have sources now that are saying that the police think this was orchestrated. It's like, don't don't stoop to the level. I know it's hard to take the high road, but you got to operate. You can't do that shit. You just can't. If if it's true, I just want to know what the reasoning was. Right. What were you hoping to get? Because one. Because a lot of people seem to think it was. He wanted to get his music career going, and I guess like right after this attack happened, his music career got his music started getting like heavily promoted, like right away. And so people are thinking maybe that was the reasoning, just to get his name out there. Because I don't know, I you know I don't watch Empire. I didn't no, know I who the I didn't guy even know was it was or on. anything. Yeah, that's you can't you can't do that stuff because one they're they're always gonna find out. You're never as careful as you think you are. Right. Shit's always gonna. Shit's always gonna just kind of happen, and people are gonna find out what you did. Well, and then if if this is if it does happen the way people think it's heading, the way the Chicago Police Department seems to think it's heading, then it's that whole thing again where now you've been proven to be a liar, and now everyone who comes in and reports a crime is gonna be not believed again. Right. Because you did it, you had to do this dumb shit, you know. Well, and have it be in such a way that it was so heavily publicized that it's like, okay, like, come on, man, what are you doing? What what's the th- what's the thought process? Well, you can't put. I I always say when someone does dumb shit, it's really hard to put yourself in their mind because you wouldn't, the thought wouldn't cross your mind. Like, maybe is like a fleeting two-second thought, but not to actually be like, let's plan this out you know, and do Every this. now and again, you have you have the dumb thought where you're like, you know, I really don't want to go to work today. What if I just jerked the car into the median, got into a massive car accident, <laughs> and I got to go to the hospital instead? And then you're like, nah. Then you're like, nah, that's a dumb thing. Let's, let's and then, continue And then there's on. some other people who go to the store and they buy rope and they put a noose around their neck. You know? Everybody gets sad sometimes, Alex. We all have moments of uh, of weakness. I've gone down a path here. <laughs> well, well, I that- heard like I heard like some of the things he was providing, or um, what's his name, Jesse Smollett, or something, something, like, something that. like that. I guess some of the things like he provided to the police department, like he redacted stuff and this that and the other and it's like okay well and did you think the police weren't going to investigate especially when it's like a high profile thing right like if you were just some random schmo 
it's like, well, you got attacked. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry. Well, and also for the whole situation as it was portrayed to happen in the city of Chicago seemed weird. Like, of all the things that happen in Chicago, like, if you're just walking down the streets and somebody shoots you, it's kind of like, okay, I expect that. You were this walking down Chicago. the street. You had it coming. Yeah. But to be like, oh, I was walking down the street and two guys attacked me and started saying all this random racist shit. It's like, I just, I mean, it's like a little weird. It happens here. Let's not act like it doesn't happen. But here. not at the rate it would happen in, say, parts of Texas, you know? Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. Back to the video game thing for a moment to just completely sure. change directions. <laughs> Veering wildly. Thinking we about talked, the median. We talked about Anthem last time on the podcast and the you know on EA Access you can have 10 hour trials of games before they come out. I didn't know that but now so, I do. Okay so every game that EA has that's coming out you can play a 10 hour trial of the full game for like a week before it comes out. Now when is Anthem coming out? It comes out next Friday. Really? Yeah. Have you heard like any promotion for this at all, Bob? No. I mean, I don't really frequent the like the the, the sites like I used to, but I feel like usually with something like that, it's been getting promotion. Okay. I I would say it's been getting a fair amount, not crazy amounts, but I also don't think they have. It's not on like a Call of Duty or Battlefield level of expectation for sales. Mm. So they don't have that level of marketing behind right, it. Right, right. It's not like in your face fucking constantly. I mean, um, and what do we watch? We watch fucking binging with Babish and it's always sunny for the fiftieth time through, so Yeah. So. Got Joey hooked though. <laughs> Joey's on board. We gotta make sure he went home and like watched a ton of episodes last night. That's Erica's sister. Or brother. Yes, Joey for, is my sister. That's my Erica's dear, brother for anyone sister. who doesn't know. <laughs> Damn it. My, my bad, Joey, yeah, if you happen to listen to he this. He doesn't listen. He stopped by but, yesterday to do something on the computer and we were hanging out and I was like. <laughs> Want to watch some TV? Let's throw this on. It's wondrous. Uh, anyway. Side this is like, this is like derail the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> The early access came out, which is basically the full game, mm-hmm. but you can just play it for 10 hours. Mm-hmm. And so I've been playing that. And Lots. unlike the demo, it's not a complete clusterfuck. Well, like, that's... I showed you that demo where the frame rate was, like, atrocious well, and everything. Bob, we had you played it a little bit, right? Yep. Your thoughts, which I think you gave on our last episode. But give us some thoughts again. Uh, no, I think it, if, it, if they fix the frame rate issues, which you're saying they had, yeah. Which were very apparent. Um, I think it'll do great. Um, it's going to appeal to that crowd that likes Destiny. Which is a pretty big crowd. So, um, Is it? Because Destiny 2 is considered a failure. Well, but why is Destiny 2 a failure? Is the game bad? No, it's a solid game, but from a money-making perspective, the it finger is thing means the money. Well, but what? Okay, so if, if expectations it, in general in the video game are completely out of whack, the video game industry are just completely out of whack. Like everyone's expecting every major release to do fifteen million in sales, right? And that's how I knew Anthem is not considered a major release by EA because I saw in their investor call. Their expectation is five to six million, 
which in the video game industry is like we don't even care <laughs> that's the level it's on now there's two things about anthem one from what i've played of the early access yes they, they fixed the frame rate game looks good it's fun to play like the actual mechanics the flying the shooting everything but there's like every mission is basically the same it's kind of like go here stand here well said object completes its objective and shoot things but isn't know? that the problem with the with these um destiny type games is that because there's not really a driving story no there's a story in this game is it is it substantial enough i've only played like an hour or two so i've played about two hours so in terms of like how substantial the story is i don't know no i think even if you look at like larger rpgs like your witchers your what's another like massive like even like the later fallout games fallout 3 and fallout 4 Mm -hmm. like you can it, it would be very easy for a lot of those quests to kind of fall into like okay it's just the same fucking thing over and over and over but if you twist things and you kind of get little story in there, there's ways to do it where it isn't the same thing. Well, and that, and that's my point because there is you know these um, these single player RPG games where there is an overarching story. I mean, let's face it: in any video game, every video game is repetitive to some degree. There is some re- yes, yes, right? Like everything is the same in one way or another. It's the little. It's the flavor you get with everything that makes it different. Well, that's anything, right? Mm-hmm. I like that you used flavor. I know where you got that from. <laughs> flavor text, Bob. He's learning. Um, no, it's it's the it's the window dressing because the same basic plot structure of the house is the fucking same in like everything. There are no original ideas anymore. Mm-hmm. It's how you dress up the ideas and present it with the characters and the setting and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Now there, there's a there is a market for people who, where you have games that are super highly repetitive that are still immensely successful, um, and they they survive on things like um, uh, people enjoying playing with other people online stuff like that. You know, I'm thinking of your um, your Call of Duties, um, your sports games. I mean, that's all super repetitive. Um, Sport, and, you know what? But sports they're successful. Games, sports games don't feel like big releases anymore. No, not I, really. I don't know what the sales are. I'm sure like FIFA does really well because it's fucking soccer or football, depending on what part of the world you live football. in. <laughs> but I th- I don't think anything's doing really well except FIFA and maybe Madden. And those don't even feel like big releases. Like when when we yeah. were when we were younger. Not that we're, like, fucking old, but when we were younger, you would see a lot of commercials for sports games, Mm -hmm. and you don't see, I mean, I don't see commercials for sports games anymore. Maybe while you're watching said sport a little, but, like, even when I'm watching football, I don't see that many Madden commercials. I was just going to say, we don't watch a ton of, like, normal TV anymore, really at all, unless it's on Hulu or Netflix or whatever. So we don't get a lot of the advertising anymore. So what we kind of see, at least I myself, I don't know about you, Bob, is on like websites and shit or if somebody's tacking something onto a YouTube video. Right. But even let's say I'm watching the Bears game 
and Madden's coming out. I might see an ad for Madden once or twice during the whole Bears game. And this is when you're most likely to see commercials is during sporting events. Yeah. Because you're, if you're watching it live. I might see one or two commercials for Madden throughout like a three-hour event and that'll only be for like a week surrounding the game's release. Whereas it used to be, you would see commercials for a game like Madden for months. Oh, even as kids, like I remember, I remember seeing ads for Ocarina of Time, like you said, months mm-hmm. beforehand. So you could torture your parents uh, with, with wanting the game, but... It doesn't seem to be the, like you said, it doesn't seem to be the case anymore. Well, I don't even, does anything Nintendo get advertised? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember seeing any commercials for any late, latest Zelda games or Super Smash Brothers Ultimate or whatever. Not you really, know? I don't think so. I think it's just a lot more targeted because it's like, why are we going to waste money on television ads when you can just go to the websites and just kind of do it that way. But everyone's well, blocking ads on websites. I meant more in the form of like articles. Mm, and yeah, I, but I tar- think yeah. Let's Plays targeted content. Let's Plays do that kind of so shit. much advertising and that's free. For the, only, the only problem with Let's Plays is when you watch the whole game in a Let's Play and then you don't want to play it anymore. Which does happen. It does happen. But, uh, I mean, with Nintendo, too, though, one of the interesting things about Nintendo, we've talked a lot about on here how, like, you go, a game will come out two weeks later, it'll be half off. That does not happen with Nintendo games. Yeah. They're playing a longer strategy. So a game can come out, people can play it, talk about how much they love it, and then other people are going to go buy it um, at full price. Whereas, well, I will say for us, word of mouth means more than any advertising. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's another thing with Anthem, what you just said, Bob. There's no way I'm buying Anthem day one because Battlefield Five was half price like a week after it came out. Mm-hmm. So there's no fucking way I'm buying Anthem the day it comes no, out. Why would you? That game's going to be half price within a month, guaranteed. Well, in the an interesting thought around that, though, is like, is part of the reason for that because they're their um their business model is so heavily tied to microtransactions microtransactions now it's more important to get the game in your hands than it is to make the money on the initial sale could be i don't know i think a lot of kids are being hooked like the cigarette model kind of yep but now in the form of microtransactions and you know i just think it's dangerous to let like if you're a parent and your kid is still under your supervision and how much money is they're spending on random shit is under your supervision if you let them go now and spend hundreds of dollars on say like Fortnite cosmetics or i don't know random bullshit on anthem you're i think you're gonna hook your kid forever on that shit you know Mm -hmm. And they'll be doing that for 30 years. Well, and they're just going to be like, this is the normal way things are. Because yeah. when we were growing up, games were the game was the game. You know, that was just, that was it. I well, just want... And as a, like, I, and I, I'm not a parent, so I don't, I really can't speak to this too much. But I think it's like, your children should not have access to money. And being able to buy stuff 
on their own until they're old enough. Like, so if you if you have their phone, one I your nine year old should not have your credit card information. Yeah, they shouldn't be able to buy stuff like that because it's it's doing exactly what you're saying, Alex. It's like it's setting them up to expect that oh, just money should just funnel out of your wallet. I mean, there's a good chance it's going to happen anyways, but. It don't se- don't set it up. The best of us. Don't, don't set it do, up. Don't write. right from the start. Right. <laughs> You're all fucked. <laughs> well, it's just so different because, like you said, you used to just go to the store and the game was the game, and maybe you get the sequel or whatever, or you get another game, but you didn't buy, you know, you didn't like buy Destiny Two for sixty bucks and then buy a hundred and twenty dollars of DLC, right. <laughs> you know. Right. It used to just be like, I just got Super I mean, Mario Brothers 3. There were expansions for, like, PC games and shit, but for consoles, it was just... Yeah, the game is the game, and that's that's well, it. And pre-announcing DLC, to me, has always felt dirty. Because when you're... Say you're making... I'll just use an example off the top of my head. You make Blizzard makes Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. And then a year later or two years later, whatever it was, Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls comes out. And it's an expansion. And it's a great game. And everyone enjoys it and everything. And that's all good. But they didn't pre-announce it. When you have a game and before the game comes out, they're like, oh, well, pre-buy this package of content that's going to come out over the next year. That always feels dirty because it feels like you've intentionally held stuff back to sell it to you later, which is pretty much what's happening. Mm-hmm. Even if you haven't made it yet, it still feels like you're holding things back. Right. Just don't say anything. Well, I do think there is an interesting thought to be had about like what what should drive the value of a video game and what what should the pricing be? Now, like a Diablo 3, how many hours could you play of that, Alex? Um, let me do the quick math here in my head. Carry the seven, four billion hours. I was going to say, I would imagine it's probably close <laughs> to your uh, your total Mass Effect playthrough hours. Versus, like, how much time would you play, say, I don't know, Uncharted 3? Ten hours, maybe. You know, and I, I mean, there, there's clearly different... They're clearly different types of games, and um, and right, but those are the same price when they come out, right? So, but you know, so is is looking at how much play time you get out of it really relevant? It, it's it's hard to say, but it, you know, I can understand a game where it's like here, we're gonna set up a series of essentially a series of games for you to come out, and you pay for them that way. What really bothers me, though, is when a DLC clearly should have been part of the original game. Or they clearly just went like, and pulled it right out. Um, and, like, the uh, there was a DLC for Mass Effect 2 that was, um, oh, God, it's been a while. I can't remember the name. Was but it the Shadow Broker one? Not the Shadow Broker. That was in Mass Effect 3. But that, yes, should have been Lair of the Shadow Broker. Um, that was Mass Effect Remember there was that, that was one guy Mass in Mass Effect 2 with the... I thought it was. Hold on. Mass Effect 2. Remember they did the whole thing where there was the guy in Mass Effect 2. He had the one eye missing. He was like the mercenary. Oh, Zaid. Yeah. And you could only get his content if you pre-ordered the game. 
And his content was basically like he wasn't a fully fledged character like the others. Like you know how every made after every major mission in Mass Effect, you can go down, and you go around, you talk to everyone. They have branching dialogue, that whole thing. Zaid was more like you'd go down. He had like ten pre canned lines that he would always say no matter what, and he had one like side mission where you would get his loyalty. Yep. But they put that behind a pre order bonus, and that's an example of something where. Did you really miss much if you didn't have it? No, it didn't really matter. But that was something where it felt like they like cut something out of a game for a GameStop pre-order bonus. Yeah. That... Wait, do people pre-order games? And it's like, is it still a thing? I think so. I think because especially since more and more people are buying things digitally, one of the best things about buying something digitally is let's say something's coming out that I am extremely confident is going to be good. Let's just let's just pretend I thought Anthem is going to be fucking amazing and I have to have Anthem day one. Mm-hmm. You pre-order it because then you can preload the game. So if you have like a 40 gigabyte game, you download it a week before it comes out and then it comes out at 11 o'clock that the day before, you know, 11 o'clock at night the day before. Now you have the game that instant. I think that happened with... Uh, did we do that with Fighters? Because I feel like we were playing it the night before it came out. A couple rounds. Away. Yeah, I mean, we I started downloading it the night before, yeah. So that's the nice part about digital is, unlike physical, where you have to actually, like... Even if, say, you're getting it that night, you still have to go to GameStop at midnight, buy the game, install the game, right. because everything's got to be installed now. Uh, you remember when you didn't have to install the game? Honestly, it's so much nicer to have things digitally. It's so much nicer. Now, if one day Microsoft decides, hey, fuck you, you said whatever word on Xbox Live and we're nuking your account, that'd be a you'll really change, bad you'll day. You'll change your tune. That would be a really bad day. But I don't do that stuff, so in theory, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but nonetheless, if it did... That would really suck. But that'd be an example of something that, you know, could happen mm-hmm. because they, you know, you own everything, but not really. really. Yeah. You're just paying like for the privilege. It's like Steam. Steam's like super useful, really nice to use. Everything's in one place. Your save games are in one place. Everything gets uploaded to the cloud. You know, it's really nice. But one day Valve could just come along and say, hey, you've been cheating. Bob, you know, that's that's what it's going to be. When the cloud gets dissipated and all of the save stuff in the cloud is just gone, that is when people will start <laughs> eating each other. That is when it will happen. What do you mean my save of Undertale is gone? Uh, oh, now it's on. <laughs> La Revolution, let's do this. <laughs> Erica, you woke up tomorrow and your Stardew Valley save is gone. Honestly, <laughs> just start up a new character. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Gotta play Stardew Valley again. Shit. Another 300 hours (laughs) down the drain. (laughs) But that's another game. You know, that's like, what, a $15, $20 game? And you played that an ungodly amount of time? Over 200 hours, There's games like that that... That's where video games are the best value in entertainment by far because nothing even approaches the amount of hours you could drop into a video game. But on the other hand, you don't want to spend, you know, like what would be the real value of a game like Diablo 3? Like if I paid $200 for Diablo 3, I wouldn't be that mad about it because I played it so much. But not for every looks at it that for way. every Diablo 3, there's 30 games that were fucking terrible, though. You know, you can't 
you have no idea. No, I do think that the price of video games probably should have gone up at some point. Yep. Because, like, I was paying $60 for, like, I distinctly remember going to Toys R Us and getting Final Fantasy VIII when it came out. Mm-hmm. That being $60. Games were more than 60 Like, on the N64, there was that Star Wars game, Shadow of the Empire. That game was $80 when it came out. That game was great. Okay. It was a great, it was a really good game, but there were N64 games for sure that were more than $60. But what I'm saying is that the price, it shouldn't still be $60. The price should have gone up at some point. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's some things that Not go into that. Astronomical to like $200? Well, no. but here's the other factor. Okay, let's be realistic about how things would go. Even if, let's say, every game came out and every new game was $100. Let's just say every game was $100 mm-hmm. in terms of big, big like, AAA releases. Mm-hmm. There would still be microtransactions, and everything else would still be exactly the same, on the same path. Nothing would have changed. I mean, that's fair. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like Activision would have said, oh, well, we're getting $100 a sale. We're not going to map pack your ass. No, there would have still been map packs. There would have still been microtransactions. There still would have been cosmetics. It may have delayed it. But not by much. Yeah. No, they still would have found a way to get all of the all of the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there always must be more. It's not enough to make, like, $10 billion. That's not enough. We well, it can't more. be profits. It has to be record profits every, <laughs> every year. And that's insane. It's not a trajectory that you can stay on. Well, it's interesting the way that's driven with these publicly traded companies because if, as an investor, if you're sitting there... I'm an investor. Investor. If you're sitting there and you say, well, it doesn't look like they're going to make any more money, they've hit the top, well then, okay, now's the time to sell. So once you get to that point, like that that's what drives these companies to have to to go for record profits because if they don't their their stock price crashes and what i've thought for a very long time is there needs to be a mechanism in place that forces companies to have to get out of the stock market once they reach a certain point because there's no way you can sustain that forever it's impossible exactly I'm not an economist. Are are you not? No, it turns out. Speaking of things doing well, AEW Double or Nothing sold out pretty much instantly. They say like four minutes. It's insane. Well, yeah, but that's a little misleading because they do the whole thing where they do a pre-sale and the pre-sale is like 95% of the building. You know, and that all sells out instantly. And then they do a public sale for like 500 seats, <laughs> and that sells out in four minutes. Well, they said they're going to do uh, uh, something here again in the fall, right? I think so, Potentially. yeah. Potentially. All right, we got to keep well, an eye out for that. You know what's interesting, though? Because of all these people that went to AEW and they're pretty much exclusive to AEW now, and New Japan doesn't want to work with them anymore, like I texted you. The company most hurt by AEW as of today isn't WWE, it's New Japan, mm-hmm. because they've lost all their depth. 
I mean, they still have at the top of the card, you know, you still have Okada and Tanahashi and Naito, but you lost Kenny Omega, so you lost one of your major stars. And then you lost a lot of depth. You lost the Young Bucks. You lost Cody. These were people that are featured. Hangman Page. These are people who were featured down the card Mm -hmm. in New Japan. And New Japan's going to be okay. You know, they traditionally have a really strong farm system. I was going to say they've got a pretty deep bench, don't they? But you still have to develop those people. You do. You still have to bring them along. And you can't just be like, oh, blah, 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 suddenly top star. Well, and I don't think they would do that anyway. They And I feel like they're kind of rushing Jay White in that regard. A little bit, you think? Yeah, well, he just beat Tanahashi. Well, no, He's I know. the champion. Shotgunning the, uh, the storyline. Yeah. Well, and apparently the deal was, Kenny Omega said, if he was staying, if they knew he was staying and he was under contract, he was going to beat Tanahashi at the Dome. Mm-hmm. And then he would have kept the title, and then it would have been him and Okada at that Madison Square Garden show. Which is like, fuck, you know. That may have been a fly out, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) We might have gotten you on a plane to go see that shit. Real Okada with the real Okada entrance. (laughs) The Rainmaker. (laughs) You were so excited. It was adorable. Erica. (laughs) I know. It it wasn't just me. It was great. That building went crazy when it was the Rainmaker. They they did. did. There were like three pops. There was a pop for Okada. There was a pop for the Rainmaker. When you realized it was the proper music. And there was a pop for him having fucking shorts on. Okay. Like that's when you. It was. It was amazing. That's when you know you're a gigantic star when people are popping for your outfit. I mean, the, so both companies are kind of like really top heavy, but down the card, it's like, eh, you know, like AEW, this double or nothing show, the show doesn't look that great to me. You know, I mean, like your two big matches as of today are Kenny Omega and Jericho, mm-hmm. and they had a really good match when they wrestled on their Wrestle Kingdom two years ago, mm-hmm. but I'm not like dying to see it again. You've seen it, right. And then... Your other big match, I guess, is Hangman Page and Pac, and I'm sure that's going to be a really good match, but neither guy, like, jumps off the screen at me at this moment. Have they announced anything else for it? Yeah, I mean, um, there's the women's match uh, is Kylie Ray, uh, Britt Baker, and um, Nyla, mm, what's her last name? I can't remember. Uh, actually, she's. You know what's interesting? I like that they did this. They signed uh, Nyla, and I can't remember her last name. I feel terrible because <laughs> I usually remember names, but she's tra- a transgender male to female. They didn't even bring it up, you know, which is like WWE for sure brings it up because they're always looking for the fucking brownie points. They never would have hired. <laughs> they probably wouldn't. But but if they no, did, if they did, it would have been. Right, it would have been a big thing. Because that's like, if you look at um, Sonya Deville, I mean, holy shit, do they promote that Sonya Deville is Sonya Deville is gay. Like, it's like their whole character. Is she gay? I thought she was bi. I think she's gay. Okay. But my point is... Right, right, right. It's like brought up constantly. Right. Look what a progressive company we are. <laughs> We're so progressive, Erica. Vince McMahon is our chairman. A progressive thinker, if there ever oh, was Oh my, one. yes. Very much so. 
the most progressive. I love that Daniel Bryan's whole character is that he's fighting for the fate of the planet. Oh my god! And he's a heel. Did you see the new title? Yeah. Oh my god, that title belt. Oh my god, that title belt. Because we had to save Daisy the cow. Daisy the cow gave her life for the normal WWE title belt. Daniel Bryan was like, "This shall not stand." So his is made of hemp and wood, and it's amazing. The fact that the man continues to spin, he's like, give me whatever. Give me anything, you motherfucker, and I will make it gold. Well, I'm sure this whole thing is his idea. Probably. For sure. Well, because this is him just turned up to a million. Yes. But that's always the best characters. Yeah. So who's with um, him now? They got. What, what oh, the... God. Rowan. Like, why? Holy shit, does Rowan suck. Like, put him in a locker and give me, like, Luke Harper at least. <laughs> I'm He's hoping that maybe Luke Harper will be joined up with them as well, because at least so. Luke Harper can talk and he has charisma. Well, Luke Harper is like an enjoyable wrestler to watch. Eric Rowan is yeah, I don't need just to one of those guys. I don't know how he has a job. It's unbelievable. He's tall. Did you hear about Jimmy Uso? Uh, him and Naomi, I guess. Uh, well, Jimmy Uso got arrested. Yeah, I did hear about that. But I guess him and Naomi were just plastered in the car. Well, and, uh, what I heard was that the car smelled of booze. Naomi may not have been plastered. She may have been driving home. Mm, maybe. But, I mean, you don't. We who knows? You know? Yeah, I don't know. But hey, I was just amazed that in the article I read, the cop feared for his life and he didn't shoot him. Honestly, when I started seeing people talking about like that on Twitter, I was like, oh, oh no, what happened? Like, I was <laughs> genuinely concerned that. That was the progression. But the cops did shoot somebody that was sleeping in his car this week. <laughs> well, I mean, everything doesn't go great, Erica. Jeez, come on. So don't nap in your car, especially if you're not a white person. Well, yeah. I mean, you should, in theory, you, you know, shouldn't be sleeping in your car no matter what. What did that microphone do to you? Slept in its car. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Erica, love that. Tasteless humor. I love it. <laughs> well, sometimes it's okay to sleep in your car. Like, if you're trying to do a really budget snowboard vacation and you drive up uh, after taking the late flight in and you don't want to get a hotel room, so you sleep in the parking lot and just wait for the lifts to start spinning. Are you really doing that? Get a fucking hotel room, please. <laughs> like, if you're going to do things like that... Don't tell me. <laughs> I don't need to know that shit. You know what you do? You get a Toyota to Tacoma. <laughs> yes. Oh, there you go. And you go urban and you put camping. The, and you put the camper extension on the back of the bed. And you just live in there. And you magically bake a bunch of really perfect cookies I in the microwave. Say, with increasingly like nonsensical <laughs> items appearing in the back of said Tacoma. That video is awesome. Oh, it's glorious. I the love TV. that. The, the TV, TV comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Let's see. There was the TV. There was the microwave. There was a, there was a dehumidifier, right? <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Xbox comes out of nowhere. I just love when he pulls out the TV and he gives it like a little tap. He's like, <laughs> he gives a little tap on the base. Like, hey, my, my sweet TV. Hi, friend. How are you? You doing okay? <laughs> I just want to know what that guy could do with a Ford F-150. <coughs> Magic. Like, that guy could have a fucking home. Like, a real true home. 
ridiculous. Shout out to Rody on YouTube. There you go. Love those videos. <laughs> uh, oh, I saw some uh, fun like uh, vans that were set up to be like mini mobile homes at the auto show. Those are always fun. That's right. You did go to the auto show. I keep forgetting about that. Mm-hmm. I was bringing more people into the fold. Yep. She loved it. It was great. Was that the auto show? <laughs> I thought we heard there was a little more there. No, no, last time I tried talking about the auto show, I, I went on for like a minute and y'all were like, and eh, we're moving on. So <laughs> I, I figure why, why even go down the path? You saw the dumb Jeep truck though, right? I did see the Jeep truck. And he said he liked it. It looks a lot better in person than it does in promotional materials. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> it's only 50 grand, Erica. Only? That's it. Just 50 grand. Look, if Bob's dropping 50 grand on a car, he's getting the fucking Jeep Wrangler Rubicon. Let's just be real. This is also truth over there. Truth bombs. Well, th- the truck comes in a Rubicon model. How much is that? I don't know. Don't, don't, don't. You know. Yeah, you know. You know. You you have (laughs) gone on that website and you have built that truck. What what did it cost? I have. I actually haven't. Look. I don't buy that. Erica. Fucking second. Just like there was no doubt in my mind Bob was getting another iPhone. (laughs) I know for a fact one day I will pull up to your house and there will be a Rubicon. Yep. In the driveway. Did you show him uh, your, your... Oh, oh, no, no. I was very proud of this. Oh, God. What is it on the... Oh, yeah, you, you messaged us that. I know. wanted I remember, to show you in person, though. Remember the deep shame Okada must feel <laughs> to be on Bob's Apple Every watch? time that comes up, he gets this kind of, like, ping in the back of his head, and he's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Why has shame entered my soul? It can't be my shorts. <laughs> my thighs are majestic. They're amazing. <laughs> hey, I know you bought Nia, uh, Neo a while back. Did you ever play that? No. Come on, Erica. I know, what I the fuck? I haven't touched our console. Have you started playing Monster Hunter World? I haven't played anything in like months. I know. I'm so behind. You know, we should go downstairs and just grab all the games we haven't played at all. Just for funsies. It would be... And then I'll just take them and it'll be all the same. Like, didn't I borrow some? Yeah, I have The Last Guardian. I still haven't played that. Well, you bought that for us and I was like... You had expressed interest in playing it. Remember? I took that from you. I'm like, look, I'm probably never going to play this. (laughs) You were like, okay. Neither are we, so it doesn't really matter where the disc sits. I still have, like, what was the first... uh, is it Sha- what's the Mordor game? Shadow of Mordor? Yeah. I that's what like 6 years old. I still haven't played that. Hey. I installed something last night that I'm probably never going to play, but it's installed. Path of Exile. That's a great game on your Xbox? <laughs> yes. That's a great game. I've been playing so much Path of Exile again. <laughs> Erica, you, been you should play that. Check that out, Erica. Oh, you're going to be gone for a while, so I will have like nothing to do, so when are you leaving? Saturday. 
I'm coming over Saturday to make sure you play Path of Exile. <laughs> and if you don't want me over here, deal with it. <laughs> I mean, fire that up. I still really want to get... Uh, uh... Well, actually, I want to watch you play Neo. Because when someone first starts playing Neo, you can see the light leave their eyes. Is it similar to when you first start playing a Bloodborne or a yes. Dark Souls? <laughs> yes, except the the combat's different in Neo, okay. but it's the same thing where you have to get used to what's happening and the cadence. Learn, yeah, the, the rhythm of the... Right. Yeah. No, yeah. The first time I picked up Bloodborne, ask Bob, it was six hours of me just screaming in anguish. I don't know how you kept going. Once I got it, it's fucking awesome, but... To- to Bob's credit, when he was playing Bloodborne, he was powering right through by just mashing buttons. Now, he did get to the point where that wasn't going to work anymore, but he was doing well. He was. And me, I was like, I don't know, it was, yeah, it just bad. No, when I first started playing Bloodborne, that was my first Souls game. Mine when I first started playing it, I was like, I've made a grave grievous error (laughs) but i powered through and i got it figured out no once you kind of learn the rhythm and then i like i switched up my opening weapon i don't remember what i started with but it just was not working for me so i went back i created a new character and i did the uh just the default the 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 razor big thing yeah it's the the axe or whatever or no well there's the axe there's the threaded cane i think they call it wasn't the threaded cane there's the axe that turns into a longer two-handed axe, and then there's like the one-handed like saw blade. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. that's what I had. I started with the axe, and I was like, "This is not working for me." And then I went with the saw blade, and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, I can kind of." Yeah, my get first this. my first time I played it, I used yeah. the axe, but I think I have heard the saw blade is better because it does like more damage against um the flesh-based enemies mm-hmm. like the wolves and stuff. Now, and I don't block or dodge when I play any sort of fucking game. So mm-hmm. that learning that was like, okay, I can't just, you have to be a little strategic about what you do, you know? So, well, cause it's not just a typical beat em up. You actually have to, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like the old school games, like a Ninja Gaiden where you have to learn the enemy's patterns and attack them in the middle of those patterns right. when you have openings. Right. But what was funny was, like, with Bloodborne, I remember I was just banging my head against the wall at the beginning. Like, it's that very beginning area where there's, like, f- ten enemies huddled around a fire. A fire, yep. And I was dying in that yep. general yeah. area relentlessly. Yep. But once I got going, I got, like, really good. And I wasn't... I was, like, one-shotting a lot of the bosses... And then you'll go talk to other people, and they're like, I fucking died to that boss like 20 times. It's like, oh, I didn't think it was that hard. There were some bosses where I was just like ripping my hair out of my head, but others where I was like, oh, oh, that was fine. I remember in the DLC, did you play the Old Hunters DLC? Yes. I don't know that I ever beat the Orphan of Cause, but Mm. I got to that. That was another boss. Like, people said that boss was so hard. I one-shotted that boss. See, I said I... You know, tried it a few times. I didn't get there. I was like, okay, let me set this down. And then I, like, never went back to the game. So now if I try and go back now, no. No. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I'm going to have to play the whole game all over again. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that was a great DLC, though. Like, the clock tower with Maria and then the uh, uh, the fishing village and all that shit. It was fucking awesome. 
Yeah, I I fought Maria straight up by trying to dodge her and hit her in the middle of openings, but you could cheese the shit out of Maria if you wanted to. Like, um, there were two ways. One is uh, if you just shot her, she had a lot of large openings where you could shoot her with the gun and Stagger. then do a, um, what do they call it, where you stab them. Uh, rate or whatever. Yeah, whatever that attack is called. Yeah. But you could you could cheese her with that if you wanted to, but that made the fight so easy if you did that. And then you could also, there was that one uh, uh, equipment you could use that shoots like tentacles out of your hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. that would stun lock the shit out of her. So you could like abuse those if you wanted to. But if you just fought her straight up where you were trying to dodge and attack her in her openings, like that was a really hard, well done fight. But you know, a lot of these Souls bosses, they're really easy to cheese in some way and break their AI. Or if you have a second person there, they get, like, really broken. Because none of these bosses are designed to fight two people. No. Which I would appreciate, though, because it's like, okay, this is, like, destroying me. Let, mm-hmm. me, get the, let me get the help, and then we can move on through the story. Yeah. Um, right over there, Chief? Mm-hmm. You played a little Bloodborne, didn't you? Didn't we yeah. have you play? Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You were just talking about it. The other boss I remember dying to a fair amount was Ludwig. Remember he had the giant holy blade? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he had the awesome music. Oh, it's a great fight. At, but yeah, that was a, that, that was a little rough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just a great game. Um, but I really want to watch you play Neo, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Because when I had my friend Ryan sit down to play Neo, he was just dying relentlessly. Agonizing. And it was so funny. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it's really funny for about half an hour. And, and then, then it gets, gets and then it gets like, yeah, it's like, this is like depressing. That you you're not just learning. Quit, you should just quit video Just games. please start learning. <laughs> well, you're going to get real sad then. I, I don't tend to learn until there's been some agonized screaming attempts at throwing controllers and I remember how expensive they are um, oh my god controllers are so expensive now remember when controllers were like 20 bucks yep those days are long gone well what what is uh you can get the the switch pro controllers like eighty dollars like Nintendo's the worst when it comes to accessories. The fucking worst. They gouge so badly. Well, and every like, I will say the the Switch Pro controller is really nice, but they don't they don't even include it with the system. So it's like fuck you, Nintendo. <laughs> this is the best controller. You're not getting anything for free with Nintendo products. No free. You no, get you get nothing. you get Joy Cons. One set of Joy-Cons. Those things are way too small. They are. Like when you're trying to play Mario Kart on one of those things, they are way too small. They are mm-hmm. teeny tiny. Yeah. And I do not have big hands. Like, it's, yeah. Not a fan. Yep. Yeah, neither does Bob. What are you trying to say, Alex? <laughs> what do you imply? Oh, we got to show Joey the implication. Oh, the implication. Yeah. I mean, we plowed through. I think we got end of season two, but I didn't show him season one. But we got to get him. You didn't show him season one, man. No, you know how I figured it, though, Alex? I was like, 
it's like when you're trying to get somebody to watch Parks and Rec. It's like, don't watch that first season. Watch the f- second season. Okay. See what you think, and then go back and watch the first I season. I have a question for you. Lay it on me. And Bob can chime in with this as well if he has any ideas. Someone has never watched professional wrestling. Okay. You have one opportunity to get them into pro wrestling. What match do you choose? Because you can't go something super story heavy because they'll be lost. Right. So it has to be something that's like fun and enjoyable in and of itself. So part of me is almost like show them a Royal Rumble, but there's not a ton of wrestling happening. Nah, yeah. I don't think so. That's my first inclination. Bob, do you have any thoughts? My second is to just like find one like one of my favorites of all time and just be like, here is my soul. <laughs> Go ahead and crush it. Well, and are we watch are we saying you it's just one match? Just one match. I have two ideas. You need one that ends happy. See, I'm going I'm like gravitating kind of towards Daniel Bryan at the end of WrestleMania 30. That's what I was thinking. Oh, you two are such geeks. No, but what I'm saying is if it's somebody who's like never seen anything before, like sure you could show them like I one of the classic I, Stone I'm, Cold or the like, Rocks, but uh, with the bad commentary though, the commentary's so off-putting. Oh, you mute the commentary. You can't mute that commentary. Part of wrestling is the crowd. Because, like, we saw that live, so I don't... It was, like, after Money in the Bank in 2011. I Like, I went back and I watched that match with the commentary. And you're absolutely right. You're listening to that, and it's like, this is ruining this for me. Can I just, like, live in the beautiful memory of, like, being there and seeing it, like... I. I have two. I have two thoughts on it. But what like about twice in a lifetime? Fuck twice. God. <laughs> okay, okay. You ready? Two two Lay ideas. It Lay it on me. One wrong. Bret Hart, Don't Steve call. Austin, submission match at WrestleMania. The double turn. Yes. I mean that's not a bad choice. And you got the good commentary going. Two. The first Okada Omega. Hmm. See, but do you want something that's going to be more? Because Okada Omega is like a great action match. It is. This is and true. And you don't need to know. You don't need like, to know everything that's going it. on necessarily. I mean, solid choices, Alex. I haven't heard any good choices from you yet. Maybe Bailey and Sasha Banks at NXT Brooklyn. Ooh. I love that match. That's a great match. But is that another one? Where, well, no, that I don't might know be two. Yeah, that's but that's all. That's heavy. also very. Yeah, the lead up and Bailey beating everyone to get to that Sasha up, Banks. Now I'm thinking. I mean, the Sami Zayn win over Adrian Neville was. You know what? I wouldn't show people that though because it looks low rent because they're in a small building. I don't know though. You know what I, I mean? I think that the. I got one. What do you got? John Cena at that um, ECW show. Oh, where he fought Rob Van Dam? And the crowd just shits all and over him. the crowd him. just hates him on principle alone. Because <laughs> the crowd's excited for that show. They are. 
It's a it, you know, it's it's a fun one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that any of the matches where the crowd is doing the reverse of what they're supposed to be doing or something are like good matches to show someone who doesn't understand the intricacies What's of pro wrestling. On. Right. I think you want the crowd aligned properly yet still crazy fucking into it. Yeah. Even like Nakamura versus Zayn from Yeah, that was a was great it? match. Takeover that one year. Mm-hmm. That was a great match. That was the highlight of that fucking weekend. That's for goddamn sure. Now, same question, but anime. I think either Ghost in the Shell or or a a show, a TV show. A TV show. I think either Ghost in the Shell or Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop's a really good call. Because I think that's got enough of like a crossover appeal. Yeah. Well, in Ghost in the Shell, the TV show is basically a cop procedural. Right, right. It's not, you're not bringing him into something, because you can't go with one of those shows that's based on a manga that's still going. Well, those are way too long. And like, I love Dragon Ball Z, but I I can't say like, oh, go watch 400 episodes of Dragon Ball Z. No, I've had this conversation with a couple people who have been like, oh, I want to get into anime, should I watch Dragon Ball Z? No. Full stop, no. You're an adult, you don't have fucking time. And the amount of filler in that shit, yeah. you will want to kill yourself. You have to have someone to sit there and watch it with you and skip the crap. Or you watch Kai. Like you have to you have to actually be married to someone who's an anime nerd and they just sit there with you and go, No, nope. we're not nope. watching that. Nope. Nope. Oh, here we go. There's a good five seconds. Nope. 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 Though you sat back and watched the entirety of the Boo saga. But at that point, there wasn't a ton of filler the manga was done yeah there's but, some weird shit in there but oh yeah busag is weird as shit but that wasn't in the manga but it's yeah it kind of gets did to you, the point did you did you ever finish ghost in the shell uh no i'm somewhere in the middle of season two you fucking prick it's getting I'm, there i'm working on it <laughs> other would be like uh one of the studio uh, uh ghibli movies either like spirited away or princess mononoke or something like that I think I, that those are... I love Akira, but Akira is so fucked up. You can't start with Akira. <laughs> now, I say this as someone who started with Akira. You can't start with Akira. That show, that fucking movie gave me nightmares when I was a kid. It's like the end of that movie is so fucked. It's fucking cool as shit. But yes, you're absolutely right. It's fucked as hell. But that's like... I watched the end of Eva before I watched uh, the fucking show. And I was like... What? Yeah. It's like, what? what is going Here- on? Will that fourth movie come out? No. Son of a bitch. Never. I want to know if it's a time loop. Nope. <laughs> Never, Alex. Alex. Did you watch Evangelion? Yes. Did you hear about that theory that Evangelion's a time loop? I have not. Well, I linked it to you, but you know they did those rebuild movies? Have you watched any of those? No. So there's three rebuild movies, and apparently the fourth one's coming out in 2020, so they claim. <laughs> Anyways... The three rebuild movies are basically they're retelling a similar version of the story, but it people are starting to think it's a t- they're going to reveal that the whole thing is a time loop where the same events are happening over and over again, because in rebuild there's things that happen to the world in End of Evangelion that are represented in in, in the rebuilds, but 
that weren't there originally in Evangelion, like destruction to towns, but all the people that it's happening to don't seem to remember. Hmm. Be an interesting concept. See, I was going to wait to watch the movies until that fourth one came out, and that was like five years ago when I just made that decision. Mm -hmm. And now it's just kind of like, is this just not coming out? Like, did they run out of money again? Or Well, so, he got he got put on that Godzilla movie. Oh, he did do Shin Godzilla. That's Speaking right. Speaking of, same question for Godzilla. Godzilla Final Wars. I made you watch that, didn't I? That movie's ridiculous. <laughs> No, I think uh, for God, the Godzilla movies, you just you got to go with like the, the first one, just the old classic. Because they do get ridiculous in the middle there, but then they kind of loop back around to being a little more serious. Mm -hmm. And then Final Wars came out. <laughs> like to give you an example, I'm back on Evangelion. Do you remember an end of Evangelion when um, there was the giant ray? You remember that? I actually don't think I've watched End of Evangelion. I I've know. watched, I've watched, yes. I remember like in college sitting down and somebody had the box set and we just plowed through from start to finish. But I don't think I've ever actually watched End of Evangelion. You have it downstairs. You should watch it. It's good. It's fucked up, but it's good. Well, that entire show was fucked up. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Though. Yeah. So End of Evangelion where her neck gets like cut open and the blood like sprays in a line across the moon. Mm -hmm. That line is there in Rebuild. Interesting. And it wasn't there no. in original Evangelion. And all the oceans are red in Rebuild like they were at, at the, the end, end of End of, of Evangelion. Right. It'd be cool. It'd be so, interesting. I guess like the Rebuild, maybe they're building towards a moment where you realize like this is the second chance because Shinji fucked it up the first time because he always has to fuck it up. Are you sure that you haven't watched End of Evangelion? We have made reference to the opening of that, that movie and I, well, I feel like you knew what we were talking looks about. Looks like you're going to have to watch End of Evangelion, Bob. Well, maybe we'll watch it and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I have seen this. Okay. I don't know. Do you have it? It's like a DVD, like ancient copy, but yeah, I have it. So, so what? I mean, I know you guys are in the 4K, so you can't you can't watch anything that's a mere 480p. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure the old "It's Always Sunny"s are uh, <laughs> they're not they're not very uh, high quality in those first couple seasons. All right, I feel like Bob is absolutely done. You want to stop? Oh, I'm good. I just have a headache. Okay. Do you want some peels? I woke up with a headache this morning too. It was a little weird. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Um. I had a question. I I I, I posed to the group um, sometime in the middle of the week. Is it okay to spoil wrestling results on Twitter or other social media? Yes, During it's live. Show. It's live. It's a, it's a quote-unquote sporting event. No, are you talking about something that's being recorded to be broadcast later? No, I'm talking about live. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think because the, the, the implication is that if you're into this, I'm not hurting these women. <laughs> <laughs> I would never hurt these women. But if we were on a boat in the middle of a lake, the implication. I feel like you're not understanding me. <laughs> I am not. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. 
Um, I, I almost, but it's like. No, especially if know. it's like the Stanley Cup finals or the, the fucking World Series. It's like, nah, no one's holding results for you, man. Yeah. You're either watching that or you're not watching it. And let me just say, get off Twitter, everyone. It fucking sucks. Oh, Twitter. As a Twitter user, a pretty heavy Twitter user, it's terrible. You shouldn't use it. Yeah, it does suck. It's not great. So we agree. Yes, you can live tweet it. What do you think, Bob? Well, what would your reasoning for saying no? What would the reasoning for that be? Well, I think my 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 reasoning for saying maybe hold off is, um, you know, because it's so. Well, because it's all. Uh, scripted anyways it's not you know it's not like it's a live event but it's not like sports where you don't where the outcome is not predetermined but i don't know i i mean but i think especially with like something like wwe where it's weekly i mean if you're not watching it on monday you're not they're spoiling it for you Tuesday, they're spoiling it for you. I mean, that's a fair point. On each of their subsequent shows, so... Yeah. They post all the results themselves on Twitter. They do, right. And then you get the videos up on YouTube of the shit that happens, so... I mean, that's fair. Maybe if it's, like, an indie promotion where it's... Okay, yeah, it is live, but then the majority of people aren't going to get to see it until... I don't know. It, it It's released on... Whatever the fuck, maybe, but I don't know. I think it's okay to, because to me, a lot of the times it's like you you want to be surprised by the result, but I'm more interested in the how we got there. Well, and you know what? When it comes to anything like that, if you're not watching it live, just stay off Twitter. Well, that's the other thing. There's ways of it's not like somebody's if, running up into your face, <laughs> right? Like, hey, guess what happened? <laughs> if I'm not watching a wrestling show live, like if we're gonna watch something the next day or something. I just don't go to wrestling websites and I don't go to the wrestling Reddit and I don't read any of that shit. It's not that hard. I mean, it does get hard like as the longer out you get. If you're watching it the next day, it's fine. Like when we did Wrestle Kingdom this year, it was fine. But when you're waiting like a week or something, then it's like, okay, it gets a little hard. I mean, maybe if you have no willpower. I have tons of willpower. I'm wearing my Green Lantern ring right now. So. I have all of the willpower. You also have all of the snowboarding shirts. Yes, I do. And jackets. And hats. And paraphernalia. Well, you know, Alex, it's like, it's something I enjoy. Do you? What Can I also g- point something out? Away? Just just as an aside. We have not seen him wear the Goku Black shirt yet. And I'm a little offended. <laughs> oh my god. I'm, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> well on that note thanks for being here in your own home glad to be here bob the dog's sleeping over there but i'm about to go over there and hug him and hold him tight
This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>